Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Some Pharisees approached Jesus and tested him, saying, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any cause, whatever? He said in reply, Have you not read from the beginning the Creator made them male and female, and said for this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh? So they are no longer two but one flesh. Therefore what God has joined together man must not separate. They said to him, Then why did Moses command that the man give the woman a bill of divorce and dismiss her? He said to them, Because of the hardness of your hearts, Moses allowed you to divorce your wives. But from the beginning, it was not so. I say to you, whoever divorces his wife, unless the marriage is unlawful, and marries another, commits adultery. His disciples said to him, if that is the case of a man with his wife, it is better not to marry. He answered, Not all can accept this word, but only those to whom that is granted. Some are incapable of marriage because they were born so. Some because they were made so by others. Some because they have renounced marriage for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. Whoever can accept this ought to accept it. The Gospel of the Lord. Pharisees and scribes tend to like to pose difficult questions to Jesus in efforts to trap him most of the time. And it just never really works out for them. What happens actually is Jesus reveals to them a deeper issue that needs to be resolved by the, the world. Here, we might look at this gospel, hear these words, and say, yeah, basically people need to do a better job at being married or choose not to get married or whatever. But the deeper struggle isn't the issue of marriage. The deeper struggle is, do we truly understand what love is and what love is meant and designed to be? I think the world these days tends to oversaturate the market with concepts of love, whether that be the secular idea of Valentine's Day or the ceaseless, almost seeming rom-coms that come out in movies and Hallmark shows. But love is much more than a day, an event, a feeling, even an action. Though there is a particular action that love can and needs to be reassociated with. And that action is what we witness on the cross. Jesus on the cross, no matter what the world tries to ever say, is the fundamental depiction of love. And that love began with the love of a child in a womb. And that child in the womb began, although be it with Mary and Joseph in some odd circumstances, in the form of a family, of a husband and a wife. The fundamental love between husband and wife, the love of the father to the son, 
led to the, G- the child Jesus becoming incarnate in the flesh, led to his death on a cross as the most perfect example of love. And yet love is really, really messy because we are humans and we are flawed. <laughs> Amen? But that doesn't mean that that all the things associated with love have to be messy. What is required of all of us is to re-center our lives on the foundation of Christ. So as we heard at the end of that gospel, like, this is hard. Maybe some people shouldn't get married. <laughs> Maybe they shouldn't. But those that choose marriage are choosing love in the image and the model of Christ's love. Those that choose a celibate life or consecrated life are choosing love in the image and likeness of Christ crucified. Those that have gone through love and have, have borne the, the challenges and the sufferings live the image of the crucified Christ. When we get away from that foundational truth, it's when we see all the messiness. Growing up, uh, telling my parents I love you was the most awkward thing I would have been forced to do. Whether that was at school, I love you, I'm like, bye-bye. Um, and it wasn't until after my dad passed away, I, and it was even later than that, it was in college, I would willingly <laughs> reply back to my mother, I love you. And I meant it. Because for me, that word love was so powerful and so intense because the world had made it such a, an intimate thing. And I was like, intimate? Like, that's like things that like, husbands and wives do. And like, those are my parents, and that's weird. But love founded on Christ is sacrificial. And so to be able to say, I love you, I love you, I love you, you're like, Father, this is weird, stop it. No, like, I love you because it's founded in sacrifice. I love you from my heart because you get it. You've, you get my heart. End of story. Today I, I had the honor, well, yesterday and today, I, I stopped back up in Fort Wayne, saw some friends, and uh, I visited the, the parish um, people at St. Vincent's in the school, and they're like, oh, Father, it's so great to see you. We miss you. We love you. And it's like, I know that. And I miss you and I love you as well, but I love where I'm at. Like, how's it going? How's it? Like, it's the best time of my life. I'm so happy. I'm so full of joy. Like, because it's, it's love poured out. When we forget to center our lives on Christ, the messiness happens. And I've been thinking about this the last few days. And there's a, a strong affirmation today. I don't know exactly what it's going to look like yet, but it's going to start with the people who are here right now because you're going to hear it for the first time. Adoration is going to have to become a bedrock for St. Bernard's again. Uh, this is beautiful, and I love those who are here. Uh, it's not enough. And if, if we are satisfied with this, uh, we are all mistaken. Um, 
but this is a good beginning. The reason I say adoration has to be the bedrock is because we need people to re-encounter incarnate love. Time before Jesus in the Eucharist exposed on the altar uh, is time where transformation happens in lives, and we need transformation. The world needs it. The second part of that is um, the idea of dreaming. Uh, Joseph, everything that happened to Joseph that was important in his life happened when he was dreaming. Uh, And so, are we dreaming of the things that could be, not just for ourselves, but for the parish? And so there has to be some uh, association with Joseph uh, and adoration. I don't know what that looks like. Honestly, my first thought was like just a parish-wide consecration to Joseph. I'm not sure how that's going to work, so we're going to pray about that. But when we can become present to incarnate love, this stuff goes away. The messiness goes away. It's still there, but it's easier to handle. So, because you are the faithful present, um, the task is this to you. Bring more people. And if you can't physically bring them, though I highly encourage kidnapping people and bringing them to the church legally, We can bring them in our time of prayer. We can bring them and lay them at the foot of the altar in our time of prayer. Uh, And maybe that's where we have to begin. So in our dreams, um, just like with Joseph, uh, we, the Lord communicates to us, uh, but we want to dream big by bringing people back to be present to the incarnate Lord. So that's our task. Uh, End of story. All wrapped up in a bow. Love is most perfectly defined and seen and lived when we look at Jesus on the cross.